Hello out there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. All right, here we go. Vegas Hockey Hotline AM 1400 KSHP from Sunset Station. Brian Blessing here with Steve Carp. And Stevie Slapshot is back in the KSHP studios. Always fun, always a fast hour. Take care of a little biz for you here. Check out our friends at UzuCBDPlus.com. Y-U-Z-U, CBDPlus.com. You got joint pain, stuff works. Manage joint pain the all-natural way. Chocolates, lotions, gummies, the whole nine yards. I mean, honestly, the stuff works. Use the promo code BLESSING, 10% off your first order. Free shipping orders of $100 or more. And all our hockey sponsors, I mean, all our friends around the Valley, the sports books, but, you know, Adam Kuttner. And maybe the power plays better this year. And, you know, he's giving away more tickets. You know, we'll see how that all shakes out. No, Taylor Herbs will be coming back with the big something cool. They come up with some. Stevie, they come up with some really cool promotions for the hockey. Absolutely. They had the cups and bobbleheads, and then last year they had the $1,000 giveaway on game days at home. That was cool. We had those people up in Utah taking home pucks and sticks and who knows what all. Stevie driving around to 11 terrible herbs a day, <laughs> you, know, you know, trying to up. They let you spin the wheel in different joints? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would. The, the thing is, for whatever reason, I always came up with coffee, and I like coffee, but I was, yeah. I was really hoping so, for some pucks and sticks. So that's what derailed you on the coffee. You were getting 11 coffees a day at Terrible Herbs. Yeah, that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too funny. That'll uh, work your insides. Yeah, and uh, hey, listen, John Smith Subs come up with a new one. They had the hat trick special uh, during the playoffs. Now they got a, a new one today. It's Friday, F-R-Y, Friday. And you buy a sub, you can get an order of fries for a buck, and the subs are unbelievable. 9701 West Flamingos. Larry and the gang over there do a great job. All right. Thanks to Chuck Esposito having us out to Sunset Station today. And as always, thank you to Steve Carp, kind enough to join us. So we <laughs> said, oh, yeah, we're done. They're done. And They're not done. They're Believe me, they may still be swinging at big stuff, but the fan favorite thing, these guys are going and they're going fast. Flurry did not play in the elimination game. Okay. You've still made a case. Vesna winner, that did he be here? All right. The dollars, it's a business. Fans love the guy. We get it. Okay. That kind of makes sense. This one also made sense. Like, of all the things I saw last night when it came out, I'm like, yep. We said it that night. Stevie, the day after, I'm telling you, after game five, I know we mentioned it, but it, certainly when it ended, you're not paying Ryan Reeves a million seven to be a healthy scratch in game five and game six. So that was a no-brainer that that was about to happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's a fan favorite. And, he, and, you know, the water smart stuff and in the community, he's got the beer in the business. And ain't going to shock me one iota if this guy lives in Vegas after hockey. But 
you know, it's like Riley Smith, one year left at $5 million. Let's see what happens with that. These are common sense hockey things. And you know what? For him, I would say this. Yeah, you want to be here. He said, but you, maybe you could have done a solid for a flurry. Reeves, he lands in the right spot. Galan wants him. And this morning, they're already working on a one-year extension at the same right. rate. Yeah. So, I mean, from a hockey perspective for Ryan Reeves, sure, he wants to be here. It doesn't work out poorly at all for Reeves. Yeah. And they're already going bananas back east on Twitter. <laughs> Reeves Wilson starts circling dates. October 14th. Or October 13th, I think. Whatever it is. But a bunch it's of the times. Rangers opener not in just DC one. against the Caps. Yeah, they'll need Reeves uh, for a few of those uh, um, divisional games, those sure. Metro Division games. Well, Matt Martin. Well, and, and, uh, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It was. It was Isles. It, and, no, the Wilson thing last year, that was Bushnevis, wasn't it? it that he was, was roughing and up? Panarin got used like a rag doll. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, well, so, so this, they addressed that. They have addressed that, and trust me, uh, Tom Wilson will be aware. They've gone before several times. Do you remember the first game after the finals? The final, sorry. The next year. It was early in the season. Yeah, I it believe. was payback for March or so. But, but do you remember, I mean, Reeves and Wilson, it was like yeah. there was a game going on. And they then, eventually got to each other, but for a while, it was like they right. were they were kind of, you know, they were angling towards and away from each other, but it was like they're going to get there eventually, but it was a, a seek and, and destroy mission. And we remember why, because Wilson cheap shot in March or so, yep. and, and I think it was game two. Yep. Headshot. Was. And stuff. March or so, I think, becomes a more important guy for Vegas going forward in the room. Let's the, talk the, about the, this room. The, the, no, this the, room has changed dramatically. Here, I'll, I'll go quick, and then you have it. Yeah. First year. And you go around the room. And now you go around the room now and go, uh, I don't know. But go right around the room. Tuck was, you know, personable young guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, Neil didn't want any part of anybody. Yeah. You, you, and then you cycle around the room. Flurry, obviously, very outgoing, gregarious kind of guy. Yep. Merrill. McNabb. Mc, Merrill, very nice. Uh, the McNabb, solid. Shay. But, but but then you keep going. Theodore was very always fun. front and center and accountable and mm-hmm. learning his craft. Then, okay, Reeves, end of the year. Reeves is sitting there. Belmar, this outgoing guy. Oh, I forgot. Nate Schmidt, the most outgoing guy. Oh, and and then even before you got to the Reeves seat, Brad Hunt, as nice a guy as you. All the really lighthearted, jovial guys are not there anymore. No, that's my point. This room reflects the coach and the president more than the previous coach. And I, I think it's gonna the tenor is gonna be very different. God knows if we ever get back in the room. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure that happens. But but when, when we say but the there room, is something but, to the, this. But when we say the room, I'm not talking about well, like who the hell cares whether these guys are nice to the media. That's no, not, this is not about the media. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is that's just their personality and you know, I mean honestly, when you say get back in the room, have it have it immediate was going in there, was going in there like it was a tree house. It's like, are you going to go interview these guys or what? 
You know, <laughs> uh, no, right? That first year. It's true. It's like, come on. You're right. All right, but, but more than that, you're in there, and while you're doing your stuff, they're yelling over your shoulder, or they're they're interacting with one another. There's a football game on. There's a golf tournament on the TV. Price they got is bets right. going. Price is right. They were the price all yipping right. and yapping about. What was it? It was World Juniors, right? March or so, World and, and Nate had a bet. It was U.S. Canada. Yeah. And that was when the U.S. won gold. That was the the Mac uh, McAvoy, Clayton Keller team. Just basically, we're yeah. just saying though, of the interactions we've had with them, and and, and the yeah. point is well taken. The guys are that doesn't mean they're bad guys. It's they're more serious. It's, some some are shy. Some are introverts, and many are serious. Right. But the and that's I mean, what you want to be focused. That there were pranksters and guy clowns. Flurry was well, he at led. the top of the list. Holden not far behind. And March or so. Yeah. March or so and Flurry had their own little your, so your point where you started this, March or so could be like the bullhorn in the room now. Well, if he's still he's still here. If he's still because <laughs> remember he wasn't thrilled when Galan got fired and DeBoer came on to replace him. And don't think DeBoer didn't remember that. Okay? I think the boys got the memory of an elephant, and I think you know guys that didn't buy in right away. He's kind of, he's been kind of keeping tabs, because <clears throat> this is definitely his kind of team now. I mean, <clears throat> Vagny Danadoff is not going to make waves for the Okay, yeah, Mark didn't make waves when he came over on uh, trade deadline day. So he's kind of got his group of guys. And remember. He wasn't a huge Reeves guy when he took over from their interactions when he was in San Jose. Yeah. All right. And we all we don't even need to go into flurry. I mean, look, it's been a weird week around in this place. And it may get weirder yet because I don't buy for one minute what Kelly McCrimmon said they're the other day that they're done. No, they're they're not, not even close to done. There's They've got to make some they got to make a move or two to get some space for uh, Nolan Patrick. The Eichel thing, I believe, is still in play. Of course. How much it is, to what extent, doesn't I mean, don't know. Doesn't mean that it might happens. be more to Buffalo's end than Vegas's, but uh, and it might be something else. Who knows? Well, I'll, you want to cut to the chase on that? I'll give you Buffalo's end of it. I mean, it ain't nowhere near enough. Okay, and, 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 and it doesn't but, get done, maybe. But well, but Vegas doesn't have. What they're looking for, okay. they want young, they want picks, yeah. prospects. So, and Tuck has always been an actual. So right. I would just, I would say, from a Buffalo perspective, I don't yeah. see any way, any way, yeah. that this does not get done. That Krebs and Tuck Have are to be absolutely in this yeah. deal. Yeah, that and then yeah. a first round pick means nothing right. because Vegas picks in the high twenties. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And honestly, Riley Smith, you'd be doing Vegas a solid. Yes, Buffalo would be getting a good a good guy with Riley Smith, but if they're not going to extend Riley Smith, they'll move him at the trade deadline. So forget the name Riley Smith. Basically, you're getting a third round pick because they move him at the deadline for a Absolutely. third round pick. Sure. So, you know, I think Kevin Adams is going to be. You know, trying to get more, whether he does or not, we'll have to see. But there'd be no doubt if Eichel came to Vegas and assuming he's healthy, and, you know, who knows? I mean, the guy supposedly is skating and supposedly doing okay and whatever. I mean, 
talking about a point-plus-a-game player here and an elite player in this league, and for a team that's been dying to find a first-line center for the last three years, there's your guy. Put him with Stone and Pacioretty, see what happens. Well, a lot of lot of red lights behind the visiting goal coming on with those three. And Chandler Stevenson, who's done a magnificent job here since they acquired him from Washington, could go play on the third line and center for Dadanov and Tuck or Nick Waugh or whoever. Well, I mean, you're. I mean, they've got they've got more flexibility right now. Well, than, but basically, I mean, yeah. your fourth line is Waugh. Carrier and Yemar. That's your fourth line. What's wrong with that? Nothing. And if you want to include Keegan Colesar in the mix, and Co- that's Coles, fine too. And Coles, and, and I thought he got better as the year went on, sure didn't did. you? I thought he was way better out of the gate than I ever imagined. The fact he made the roster open that go, okay, they're convinced they'll lose him. I thought it was well, just they remember were, they were they were having cap issues, so they yeah, had to put him in the yeah, lineup. Yeah, but you thought this was okay. In the short term, we're going to find a way to protect this guy. Right. And he, he was part of it. He was yeah. part of it from day one. No good on him. I mean, honestly, chance-wise, Colzer could have had a dozen Oh, my last God. Year. I think back to all the opportunities, some, those grade-A 10-bell chances he had that he couldn't finish early in the year. And then, you know, toward April and when the playoffs began – he started to become more of an effective offensive weapon for Vegas. And remember, he's played against other fourth liners. So it's not like he's played against, you know, Philippe Daniel uh, in the Montreal series. Okay? You, you, you know, I'm telling you, I know all the fans did this. Yeah. I, I, I do it during the, you know, the draft when you're looking at prospects. Mm-hmm. And everybody looks great on highlights, right? Let's just cut to the chase there. Yeah, you don't show highlights of guys losing a puck in their own end and the other team scoring. Right. But <laughs> the funny thing was, because you're like, are you getting Ottawa's dad enough or are you getting Florida's dad enough? Well, I, I posed that question on Twitter when the, tr- when the trade was made. But let me tell you something. When McCrimmon, I buy this. I believe this one. Mm-hmm. When he said they targeted him. Before free agency, this was they were this right. was if that was really you know that was one of their targets. I'm, I'm buying that. I always liked him in Florida. But if you watch this guy's highlights, mm-hmm. the one thing we kept Stevie all the time where we we're saying what's wrong with the Golden Knights power play, and Stevie had the the bucket for the what do you call what was it greasy Gre- goals greasy goals and okay you know right but. Yeah, you want a guy standing in front of the goalie. But, but the biggest problem with the Golden Knights power play when you watched it is teams played a box and laughed at them. And the open ice in the high slot, right. no one, they would go there, but they'd it would be flybys and go, this Dadnoff guy, he, that's I'm his, telling you, the meat and potatoes of the goals he scored for Florida oh, yeah. is in the high slot. The other, then he'll also he'll also glide back down to the blue paint. He's good at redirecting shots. But I, of the highlight stuff I watched from Florida, he must have scored 15 goals coming towards the puck on the left, you know, puck's near side, left wing, and he kind of glides into that high right. slot. Pass comes to him, and he gets rid of it. And that's the area of Vegas. No one was right. ever there. Well, and, and I think the key to all this with Dadanoff was the fact his wife was pregnant, they were still in Florida. He was playing in Ottawa. All right? And 
that is hard. I don't care if you're an American guy, a Russian guy, a Canadian. They are that people. That is hard. They yes. They are people. Yes. And I think the fact the family will be reunited living here in Vegas. And I think, you know what? You might see Alec Martinez raise his game now that he knows he's going to be here for the next three years. Mm-hmm. Maybe he buys a place here. And see, this is he no... brings the family over from L.A. and these commutes we all love between li- Vegas and L.A. stop. You know, him. we all love living here, right? I mean, you've been here forever. I moved here in 2005. I'm like, you know, man, I, I loved every minute. I mean it, Buffalo. And I did. And I, if I wasn't living here, that's where I'd go. But, you know, you adapt to it and you love the, the community you're in. But when you think of players and, you you know, you gave the every person in the world's chuckle about Buffalo, there were so many players that even on the back end of their career, after playing in 12 years, so Freddie Stanfield played 12 years or whatever Boston. it was in Boston, yeah. played the last two years of his career in Buffalo, lives in Buffalo, opened a furniture store. Scotty Bowman, all around the world, right? Buffalo. Mm-hmm. There's so many of those guys, life after hockey, that's where they wanted to be because it's a great place to live. The it people is. are wonderful, and you're a legend and a hero, and people, and, and they, they just love it. And I'm telling you, we're only four years into this. Vegas is going to have that flair to it. The guys are going to live here after hockey, and that is no small thing. I have no doubt that Flurry, once he's done playing, whether it's now or a year from now or two or three years from now, they will not sell their home in Vegas. And I think he will come back here and he'll be here. Maybe they'll move their mom down from uh, Quebec to have her live with them or something, you know. Uh, I, I definitely at least, can at see least, at least a, p- a portion of the year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the summers up there are nice in Quebec. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't beautiful. think beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the winter's not so much. Oh, so, Quebec City? Yeah. Ooh, but you know what? Ted here's, Chili. Here, here's, what, here's what we learned about this week, Brian. And I think it came as a shock to a lot of Golden Knights fans that there is a business side to the sport that when you're not accustomed to it, it can really strike a nerve. The flurry thing, I mean, when I saw my Twitter line and, and saw what was going on, and, and Ken, when he came on with you the other day and talking about it, look, from a hockey business standpoint, it made perfect sense to move Marc-Andre Fleury. Now, the, you, could, you could say the way they did it was bad and whatever. It. How it was it's handled a, is the only rub of right. this thing. $12 million of goalies. We said it for over right. a year. And then, of course, he makes it even compounds the issue by winning the Vesna. Yeah. And I do believe... I really do believe he's got two years, maybe a third. There's something left in the tank. This was a year and he stayed healthy for the first time in like four or five years. Once the shock of this wears off, yeah, he wants to win as many games as he can going up the all-time win ladder, wants to play for the Canadian Olympics. team in the Olympics. Sure. What's to say he doesn't go, and if he was going to stay here, he was going to, maybe the, the word was out he'd take a big haircut to stay but what's to say he doesn't go in there and he's playing really well and they give him a, a, a two-year extension and he makes another or, or they move him bucks. at the trade deadline after the Olympics? 
to Pittsburgh or some other team that he's willing to go to. Something along those lines. And, but but the business side of it, well, social media is great, and it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's great in that you you know all the things and we follow along, but the interactions and the. Vegas is not, it's not unique to Vegas, okay? From, from the Eichel perspective, like I'm, you know, constantly checking that. You know, the Rangers fans were, it was, the, Eichel's going to the Rangers. Oh, that yeah. Like, that was like months ago, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, well, Zach Jones and this one and that one in a third-round pick for Eichel. And like, you're sitting here laughing at him, going, what, are you an idiot? And I've, I've got news for you. The Vegas fans, we can't move Peyton Krebs. Oh, my God. Chicken Little, the sky is falling. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a generational player if the guy was going to come here. But yeah. the point is people fall in love with the guys that are around them, well, and they yeah. overly fall in love with them. Right. And the teams that fall apart at the seams are when general managers overly fall in love with guys yeah. and overvalue them. Yeah, and George McPhee has never been one to fall in love with his players. He moved Nate Schmidt. He moved Flurry. You know, they moved Reeves, which was another good hockey move. That's a great trade. Get a third rounder. For, you got a third they round. They got more for him than th- they got for Flurry. You got a third round pick for Nate Schmidt. Right. The Flurry thing is okay. You're shedding cap. Right. But let's, well, in to a degree, you were with. I, Nate I Schmidt. always thought Chicago should have given them at least a second or a third for Flurry. Well, the one thing you know, walking out the door with Flurry, you know, he got a nice payday, and they gave him the, the contract. Sure. Okay, at the end of the day, you got a stone in your shoe, and Patrick Watt just showed up for the first time in God knows how long until the Montreal, Montreal game. Right? Nate Schmidt could walk out here and go, no, George McPhee, and they didn't talk to me. Yeah, okay, well, okay. So they're not nice guys. All right, so, but you know what? Look at the money. Look at the contract you got. Yeah. When you were suspended, look at the contract. You got out of here. It ain't all bad for Nate Schmidt walking out of you know when he walked out of here. He got and his, I got news for you, Ryan Reese. This don't work out bad for him. No, I think it works out really well for him. The Rangers need a player like him, and I think he and Galan connect, and I think it's going to work out very well for the Rangers and for Reeves. Can now, I, I don't know if his beer will sell in Manhattan ah. because you could get you know there's a zillion beers by the way, there's a zillion bars in in New York. So I don't know if his uh, his IPA is going to make a dent in uh, at the Blarney Stone or something near the Garden, but let me he'll be fine. Before I keep forgetting, and honestly, I was going to say it, and then you start talking, and my brain, short-term memory. I can remember a hockey game on a Tuesday in 1983. I don't know what I did 30 seconds ago. Short-term memory okay. is grizzly, but I'm telling you. I kept meaning to say this, and I haven't said it. When Gallant got fired, a month after Gallant got fired, and they're winning games left and right, who was talking about Gerard Gallant? You know what I mean? Sure. You moved on. They were winning games, and this guy, DeBoer, he ain't so bad. And a guy who was the first coach who was a – Really cool guy and, a, and an interesting personality, and took them to the final. People moved on from him in like five yeah. weeks. But he six will weeks. always be a beloved figure. He should be for Golden Knights fans. He's not absolutely. But he should be. It should have been more than what it is now. I'm just saying, people around here right. turned the right. page real quick. And Flurry will always be a beloved guy. You can put 29. I would say. 
down the road. Down. That's the first. Number that's the first up. jersey that goes up, right? And likely a statue outside of T-Mobile in Toshiba Plaza, which would be fine. Uh, yeah, I think so. You could argue that Foley deserves a statue more than anybody well, because without him, there is none right, of this. Right, the jersey, the jersey. Let's do the jersey. Yeah. Let's okay. start with the jersey. Uh, retiring a number and hanging, being the first guy hanging a banner, great. He'll be here. I'm not, He'll be the guy. I wouldn't lose sleep over the statue. I wouldn't go. I don't know that I'd go that far. All right. All well, right. Whatever. But, no. But he, you're retiring his number. Without doubt, it's the first Golden Knights jersey goes to the rafters. Right. All right. But I got news for you. If this team's winning a boatload of hockey games, life goes on. All of a sudden, Robert Leonard's going to have a lot of people wearing his jersey. That's right. And, 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 and I feel so bad for him, by the way. Like, people were trying to blame him oh, for the Knights God. moving on from Flurry. That wasn't fair to him. That had, that had nothing to do. You know, that's they, not right. The bottom line, no, of course it's not right. And by the way, Leonard's going to be the guy. They brought in LeBron. Boisson, who is a very capable backup, who is comfortable in that role, and he's going from a better, going to a better team than the one he left in Winnipeg. Vegas is a much sounder defensive team than the Jets. Mm-hmm. We can't argue that. So on the night season goal, don't think the world's coming to an end. Who are we debating, can, Stevie? It was, oh, it was, it was, Dave Shane was on yesterday. We were doing. Remember, we were doing the devil's advocate. His thing. numbers are very good, by the way. We were doing the devil's it's advocate thing back and forth. Well, his numbers. And I go, yeah. I go. Winnipeg. The defensemen were introducing themselves to each other. Yes, they that's horrible my point. defense. My, my, horrible. My, my point exactly. No, no, no. And and stuff. And you know. So the the big question that I've been hearing you you ask Dave, you ask Ken, and I guess you'll ask me: Is this team it, better? They are different. Right. It All remains right. to be seen so if now, they're better. The, I don't know that they're worse. I would say I don't. I don't. But th- are they appreciably better? I, I, I don't see. I don't think they're worse. No, I I'll, agree with I'll, that. I'll, I'll, I'll say right now. Yeah, I got no issues with any of it. Then your hope is mm-hmm. the new guys go to another level, and it's a new thing. Yeah. But the the, the question is, as as of today, I say they are different. The question then becomes, is different better? I would agree with that. I think it remains to be seen. I want to see how they restructure the way they run their power play in the preseason and into the regular season. Because that needs to be addressed and it needs to be fixed. Because whether it's it's Steve Stopp or, or whoever's going to be in charge of it, Ryan Craig, whatever, DeBoer himself, they've got to do better than the 22nd out of the 31 teams that they were during the regular season. All right? We all know what a what a mess it was in the playoffs, but during even the regular season, it was embarrassing. It really was, given the, the talent they had. So let's see what happens with the way they restructure things on the power play. I would not play Petrangelo and Theodore together, for instance. I would break those guys up. I would keep Martinez out there. He seems to find those areas where he could get the puck and do something with it. And for a guy who's supposedly not an offensive-minded defenseman, he put up a, a good number of points last year. I think that's a big part of why they're keeping him. Not just for the shot blocking and 
the veteran leadership he provides in the room. But certainly, like you said with Dadanov, you're getting a guy who is very comfortable playing in a power play situation is produced. And here's the one thing, right? and I understand a GM, and you're sticking up for your guys, and you're negotiating through the media and all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, we're not concerned inside. It's a fair question. You know, we're not concerned about the centers. But if you want this team to go to the next level, if you're going Stevenson, Pacioretty, and Stone, and you're going with Carlson, Marcheseau, Smith, which the Riley Smith thing remains right, to be said. Assume you see oh, okay. for now. But now, war between Dadinoff and Tuck, and then, you know, your fourth, Patrick. And your fourth line, you got Patrick. Well, you've got Patrick now that you're you're throwing into the hopper. Yanmark, Howden. Right. Carrier, Colasar. Right. Some sort of rotation of those five. But to me, Patrick is a real wild card. I am not going <sighs> to knock. I'm not knocking Wah whatsoever. Wah has a role, and he plays that role. Yeah. But you want him being your fourth-line center, right? And if so Patrick, Patrick is a wild card. Is he can, a wing then No, but on can, this team? Can, but the question is, can Patrick really Produce? do something special down the middle? I mean, yeah, this is the sincere hope. I mean, I if, think playing against other fourth line players, he could, he could dominate certain nights at his position. Could it be to the point? He's that not he, a bad player. Well, I mean, I, I mean, he was the second player picked in the entire seventeen draft. For God's sake, let's draw a line through his injuries and all the stuff. And he played a lot of games this year. Right. Okay, development may be stagnated out. Change of scenery, whatever. What was hoped he would be? Yeah, much if, different system much, than the one but, Philly plays. But if Patrick really turns into this is a real solid NHL center, but you if you could get him and count on him, yeah, as I mean maybe it's higher up the lineup, but if you could get mm-hmm. get in there on a nightly basis with Patrick between Dadnoff and Tuck as and, your third line, that's a good line. But you need they have to get. Consistent, right? Bottom line scoring. They're that was bottom, an issue. Bottom six scoring. I wrote about it in Sinbin. I'm During not talking season, thirty goal guys. Here. No, but I'm counting on you know the third lines producing a goal a night, you know, or, or something contributing it's offensively. Not, somehow. Not carrying play and you know. right, and the fourth line getting more contributions offensively. Yeah. Okay. And you and could you not? I think they have addressed it. Could you not get that? Wait, Wah, Yanmark, and Carrier. Yanmark's got. He's not. You know. No, he's all right. He, yeah, I think so. He knows. He knows how to play offense. He's not just a defensive guy. He wins faceoffs. He can do things. He's he's uh, he's versatile enough that he can move up and down lines, go from center to wing. He's he's your. Uh, Swedish Army knife, if you will. Mm-hmm. No question. We, we've talked about him many times on this show. But they did need to get better in their bottom six, and I think and, they have done that. And, and I, if I, you know what, and I'm, you want the Buffalo side of this? If this Eichel thing, if it ever happened, mm-hmm. if I'm Kevin Adams, Krebs is for sure. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, we haven't even talked about Krebs, maybe making this team out of training camp. Oh, no. Hello. 
<laughs> Steve Avery. Well, I mean, hello. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, well, I think, I, honestly, personally, if Riley Smith gets moved, Krebs is on the line with Marcheseau and Carlson. I think they see him more as a center than a wing. Well, then why are we not talking about him as a... a I, I don't know. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I think Krebs is really, really interesting. But I will tell you this. I'm intrigued by his potential. If this ever happened. I, I'm just going to go on record with this now. That if the Eichel thing... And by the way, I've, you know, I've been talking about this forever. And of I course know. they're in on it. But I will tell you this. The name that... I'm a Sabres fan. And if I, I'm looking at the stuff the Golden Knights are, I'm like, nah, don't want it. I mean, because of what they're building... They just don't fit at where they're trying to get at a certain time. Krebs is an absolute must. The one name that no one's ever attached with these guys. No. White Cloud. And I know know how people go, what? They moved wrist to line. They just brought Mark Pizik in as a stopgap. The one thing they did, they lost. They lost Will Borgen to Seattle, and they lost Rasmus wrist to line into Philly. They've got Darlene. They drafted Will Power. They are. They've got. They've got a lot of decent left shot defensemen. Buffalo does not have right shot defensemen. That's where they took a big hit. And I'm telling you, if the Eichel thing ever came to pass, don't be shocked. If Zach Whitecloud would be the guy they would target, okay. and and you go, why well, we're not getting rid of Zach? If you want the guy who's a generational player, and we don't know that he's healthy. But if he's healthy, yeah, you're no. not getting this guy unless it hurts. You're not. No, you're gonna. So I what mean, do we always say on the show? You're gonna have to give up something to get something, right? So I mean, but if I'm Kevin Adams, my starting point, my starting point mm-hmm. is Krebs and White Cloud. I could understand. That's that. my starting point. Okay. I watch this Vegas team every day. Right. My starting point and what they need is Krebs and White Cloud. Tuck's a no-brainer because he's got roots back there yeah. and he's young and. Okay. Yeah, he's only twenty-five. But but they want prospects, they want they want youth, they want young guys. Yeah, you know. And you know what? Several of these guys have already moved on. Jimmy Schultz moved on. He's there. Yeah, I mean, you know. So you look at see what he, Vegas he has, has no, got in he has the no pipeline. Shot there, I don't think. No, but if you look at what Vegas has in the pipeline, right? Schultz gone, Sakura gone. Well, the other guy, if, if they. Uh, uh, it, I believe he's a left shot defense. Korzak's a left shot. Yeah, see, no one talks about Keaton Korzak. Oh, Korzak's a monster. I, but I, I know you kid. love him, but oh, my yeah. point is no one talks about him as being trade bait. So it see, makes I, you wonder if he's a non-starter for any conversation with Vegas about, you know, a mega trade. And as much as I, I think Peyton Krebs is going to be a good player in this league, I would... I would now be willing to give him up if I could get a healthy Jack Eichel for the next nine, all, eight, nine years. And the funny thing is, I mean, we're all thinking he's, he's going to be something really great. You know, his jersey would be the best seller on this team, by the way. If if number fifteen nine. comes to Vegas, nine now, or number nine. Well, Cody Glass is gone. Yeah, it's open. No, that was, there you go. There's, so nine is available. You know, I just say this, though. I mean, and people, oh, I get it, man. I get it. I just, I, I don't understand how this trade 
gets consummated with anybody. It may not happen until Brian. you know he what he is, yeah. where what his medical status is. You, which which confounds me. I have been asking this question for six seven weeks now. You know what is his status? He's skating. Kevin Adams says, "I know." Oh well, he's skating. I don't know where. What do you mean you don't know where? You're trying to, you're trying to change the fortunes of the future of the organization. What do you mean you don't know where he's skating? How are you? he's your property? I think he knows. He just doesn't want to tell well, you. Well, that's fine. But if you get him and if he's healthy, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. No, it's, you're going to forget all these guys in five it, minutes. It changes because it changes everything. Of course, they had. And what do you got to fix around here? One of the things, the power play. Right. On the uh, worst team, two of the worst teams historically in, in NHL history, there were long stretches of two of those seasons. They were the number one power play in the league yeah. because it was Eichel on one side, Olsen on the other, right. and Eichel drove the bus. So, yeah. I mean, I can't – they're not out. I don't think they're out. They can say anything they want. I don't I'm either. not buying it. I, I agree with you. I don't know who else is potentially in. I know my team's not. My team hasn't made a move yet. Officially, I still, officially. I know. I still see. But they've they Calgary locked up. Cal, Calgary's going to do something, and Anaheim has the prospects. And Bob Murray's a nut bar. Does I mean, not an nut bar. Can, I mean, he's aggressive. Can Eichel refuse going to Calgary? No, he has no. He he, he is, has a his has no no his, no move. His no move does not kick in until July second next year. Okay, so. So they, if Buffalo so, wants to trade McCalgary, he's going to have to just get his passport and go. We could be going through this whole exercise again next year. Yeah. If he has surgery, he's still their property. Well, they're they're throwing – maybe that's why they're signing – not spending any money and signing guys to, you know, $750,000 deals. Because be. they're going to sit there and take a Bic lighter to $10 million bucks. Mm-hmm. And it, he, if, he don't, if he doesn't play the whole yeah. damn year – but the point remains – we could go through this whole exercise again on the draft floor next year. Sure. Or at the trade deadline. Yeah, or at the trade deadline. But I'm, they're fools yeah. if they give him away. Fools. Well, you're talking about an organization that hasn't exactly been pulling MIT kind of stuff here. You got fleeced in the Ryan O'Reilly deal. Yeah. You let Evander Kane go for pennies on the dollar. Yep. You just you, you got know the litany of it. I know it all. Of course. And but it you frustrates to, you to no end. And I, and I don't know how you win this trade. You just can't get carved like a Christmas ham in this trade. Well, and I mean, you know, to his credit, he didn't buckle or cave on any perceived free agent day deadline and take garbage. Right. So, so far, so. And, and my point yeah. is, and listen, I've said this. Eichel is part of the problem. All right, it's been a train wreck. Yeah. He has been part of the problem. Supposedly but, his attitude sucks. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Playing for Don Granado, maybe that's why it changes I, that's things. That's why I, I would like to hold out hope. First of all, I want the guy to be healthy. He's right. fun to watch. Oh. All right. I want the guy he's to be healthy. But I, right. I just I can't for the life of me that this is. Aaron Rodgers just showed up with the Packers. All right. <laughs> we Right. We just went through this. Oh, right. well, that craziness, yes. Uh, we went through this. Yeah. What if this guy, he shows up, and they got good young kids there and cousins, and the goalies, are, there's a long way to go. But what what if this guy shows up and strikes a chord with, with the new head coach? You just got the first pick of the draft, and you got a lot of good young players. Yes, it's going to be painful again for a few years. But what's to say it, it they insist Maybe. it is irreparably harmed? 
But you know what? I don't know. Tough beans, man. You want $10 million? Show up. Yeah. There you go. I'm going to be curious to see what tweaks Vegas does in the way they play hockey this coming season. Because we're talking a full 82-game schedule as of now with full travel, with you know lots of back-to-backs and three- and four-nighters, kind of like what we're used to seeing in the past. They got very good defensively so far under DeBoer. Even if you hate DeBoer as a fan, they are a much improved team overall defensively. But, I mean, All right? but what's the hate about the guy? Because there were people who loved Gallant and, and didn't like DeBoer from his days in San Jose. It's, you know, why did people love Reeves? I mean, okay. Reeves wasn't a point-of-game player. Hey, by the way, you know, we're talking about bottom six scoring. Yeah. Our buddy Mike Lewis over the Suncoast. Tampa Bay's fourth line. Tampa Bay. I know. I I, I know what it is. It's going to be fun. I wouldn't want to play against them. Tampa Bay's fourth line. Belmar, Maroon, and Perry. That's my. That's what I'm saying. And pretty you damn wanna, cheap, too. You want to play against those guys? Good luck. <laughs> that. They're sticking the ribs. The rich get richer, Stevie. That's a playoff winning fourth line, boys. That's that's the kind of line I don't want to be on the ice against. And that's why Vegas needs to needed to do what it did to shore up its bottom six. It's no it's no if you're play St. Louis the cup, won the cup because the of the fourth line. Because of, of the fourth line. Absolutely. Look at all the good teams that are in this league that are competing for a cup. All right? Islanders, their fourth line. Arguably the best in, in hockey. Okay? Tampa, which may be even better now with, with Perry and Belmar. I mean, they had a great fourth line last year. All right? St. Louis, like you said. Even Colorado with Belmar on that team. That was a good fourth line. Minnesota. All right? You know, when, when Pat Micheletti comes on this show and talks about what the Wild do, he never fails to mention how good their fourth line can be. Montreal's fourth line this Montreal, year, Steve. Of course. Dallas's fourth line a year ago. Stevie. I mean, Deneau did it, not score in the playoffs, but he was such a He was a shutdown. I mean, you know. Center. He, he kept. Hey, that was like Vegas in the first year yeah. where you sent Carlson March to so a Smith right against Kopitar. Like, yeah. we're, we're better than you. That's right. And they were. They we're were. not worried about matchups. We're better than Of course, than you. Dustin Brown still having nightmares about all those open nets he missed in the first couple of games in Vegas. The, that was the closest. <laughs> the funny thing is, dude, take your rose-colored glasses off. That was the closest sweep in NHL history. Oh, you ain't kidding. What if they get what if they get swept by LA? This whole narrative uh-huh. of you know playoffs in three, cup in six. That's a pipe dream. All right? Hey, you know, the funny thing is that... Really? Point, think about it. In that first year in the run, two of the biggest goals that were scored. Absolutely two Paola of the biggest. Paola in double OT and McNabb no, for the, the winner in game four. Yeah, but they, they, they swept the series. I'm just saying. It was in the Winnipeg series. Well, because they were obviously... Down, they were down game. one nothing. Yeah. Right? Tatar... Got the first goal of game two that yep. turned when everybody was ready to jump off the bus, and Reeves got the game winner to win his ears. Yeah. How about poor Tatar? He can't get, he can't get on anywhere. What has happened to that guy? You know? 
and stuff. You know, when I look at all the things that were done this week, you know what I liked? Kind of like what Boston did. Although, yes. Oh, no. Bo- and, the, and poor David Krejci is going back to Europe to play. The two big winners to me. I thought Boston did very, very well. But now that Krejci says, I'm, I'm going back to Czechoslovakia. But that's okay. They got guys. Oh, no. They're no, okay. No, they, they well, they were so top-heavy, they've got to get some secondary scoring. Right. You know, and good for Nosek. I think he'll be a good fit there. And but, for Hallam. Happy for both of those guys. The biggest winner to me, though, I'm telling you. What Chicago did. Chicago's oh, sure. a hockey team. Oh, yeah. They, they totally retooled it on the fly. I mean, that's not a rebuild. That was like bingo. And uh, Chuck Esposito was on before, said he's getting rumblings back in Chicago. They're, they're circling back in on Eichel. Okay. I can see it. I don't know if they've got the assets. Unless Fleury's part of it. Hmm. Would Fleury play in Buffalo? I mean, that, that Sabres goaltending right now is a chocolate-covered mess. <laughs> That's a good way of that putting it. That thing stinks. Oh, man. You know, I mean, and I know, and, I know and, the other guy is hip and no, stuff. No, he's, Anderson, no. But, no, I mean, well, their goalie of the future may actually. Well, he's got that hip. He's no, no, he's out. fine. Oh, is he okay? Oh, he played four games last year and looked good. Okay. Yeah, no, he made the Yuko Pekka. Yeah, U, UL, UPL. UPL. No, he may actually start. The, I mean, they, was, they wanted him to develop more, but he may win a job. Who the heck knows? Steve yeah. Carp, you make some money at Colonial Downs in Saratoga. I will try, my friend. I will try. Stevie. You are the man, man. Great job this week. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. I don't want Eichel. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. You got no say in the matter. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, listen. TC Ballpark, the boys are coming up next. I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Thanks to Steve Carp for coming out. Thanks to our friends at Station Casinos for rolling out the red carpet for us. Have a great weekend.